Welcome to Hispanic Marketing and Public Relations, HispanicMPR.com. This is Elena DelVal, and my guests are Ivan Ceballos, who is Chief Executive Officer of the Ethos Group, Inc., Hunter Heller, who is Associate Vice President of International Licensing Global Consumer Products at the Sesame Workshop, Kitty Colding, Senior Vice President of Business Development at House Party, Inc., and Cynthia Nelson, who is Chief Operating Officer of Todo Bebe, Inc. Today we will discuss Beyond the 30-Second Spot, Innovations in Radio, Online, Events, and Branded Entertainment. Ivan, Hunter, Kitty, and Cynthia, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Cynthia, would you like to start with a brief intro on our topic today? Sure. Um, one of the reasons for kind of bringing this group together, it's a, it's a really diverse group, as you can tell. Just I'm learning things from the bios as I heard them rattled off. Um, everyone comes from such a different place and, and from a different space. And one of the things we talk about in just marketing in general and then the agency world in general and now in we're focused on the, you know, beyond the 30-second spot related to the innovations in Hispanic marketing is that the 30-second spot is a wonderful thing for advertisers. It's not going away. But what we're finding is for large advertisers in the industry, measuring the effectiveness of a 30-second spot is sometimes very, very difficult, if, if not um, an exercise in fertility. I mean, it, it, it's, it's like no one can really get to what that spot is really doing for their brand and really selling, unless you're doing the 800 number of call-ins um, or direct mail pieces that go out that tie into a, a commercial spot, whether it be radio or whether it be television. We're looking at different ways that different companies are going out and reaching audiences that aren't necessarily utilizing television, that are really creative. They may tie into an ad campaign that's on television or radio, but they're not just that 30-second spot. They're looking and using different ways and different sources um, to go out and reach into markets that you wouldn't even normally think of utilizing and becoming very successful at it. So this is a group, I think, that is on the on really a forefront of doing things, everything from social networks, which become such a hot topic with, you know, MySpace and YouTube and what's happening then in the Latino market and that tie-in to things like nonprofit, and where does that fit in? What do those organizations fit in to actually utilize sponsors or work with sponsors to reach a target marketing, uh, market, as well as um, in-home concepts, the real grassroots peer-to-peer relationship that is, is so interesting and yet a lot of times hard to get to. So we brought together a group of people that I think represent some amazing organizations who are doing just that, and I think that the audience, whether they're large organizations and companies and agencies or um, large advertisers, or they're smaller companies trying to reach into and think of innovative ways to spend their money and reach an audience, this is an excellent group uh, to start with, and I think they'll have a lot of great insights. So welcome, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. There's a lot of talk and a lot of controversy on the national circuit from advertisers and marketing, from people who have been around for a long time and are just trying to penetrate the Hispanic market for the first time, 
and from veterans who have been doing this for years and are trying to get a grasp on what's happening to the market and where it's going and where are the most effective points of access to the market. And the fact is, I think we can all agree that when we're looking at a market so large, more than 40 million people spread across all 50 states, there is no single easy cookie cutter solution. We have to look specifically at ways of segmenting the market. And as you go back to the ubiquitous 30-second spot as the example of that's not really the cookie-cutter formula anymore. The market is more complex. The market members are demanding new and innovative approaches, or they're just not responding. And perhaps these are some of the same symptoms that we're seeing in mainstream media, that the markets have become so fragmented that new approaches are necessary. What would you say, all of you in your different areas of expertise, is the most noticeable change in the markets, and I'm going to say markets because it's really more than a single market. There are demographic, linguistic, social, cultural, and political differences just to start that could help us segment the Hispanic market slash markets. What would you say in your experience, in your area of expertise, is the most significant change in these markets in the last two years? Ivan, if we could start with you. Yes, I think if we look at the last two years, there's some general market uh, situations that actually are affecting also the Hispanic market, and that effect is more noticeable within the second and third generations, specifically people that are bilingual and uh, perhaps English dominant, and to some degree because of the influence that this second and third generation have in, in uh, the first generation, the, the elements that we see in the general market include, among others, as you said, Elena, uh, time shifting. In the past, we used to, and, and that's how the 30-second spot was built. You knew you had a, a show on a specific channel at 7 o'clock or 8 o'clock, and you know what your prime time was, and there was the bulk of people are going to be watching that show. But now, with the in newer technologies, such as DVRs, TVOs, and most recently a Slink, you have a time shifting. Now consumers, including the Hispanic market, are have the opportunity to basically take their entertainment, their news, their information, when they want it and where they want it. And podcasting is another great sample of that. In addition, you have what's known now as the multi-screen. And in the past, the television was perhaps the center, and the uh, Hispanic uh, television, Hispanic media, focus around that, the fact that uh, they knew the Hispanic, a bulk of Hispanics will be watching either a telenovela of the news or you sábado gigante on a, on a Saturday. And uh, so you knew if you want to capture a big percentage of the market, you go up there. But now you have, you know the Latinos are getting online at perhaps at a faster rate at the general market. And then more recently, you have uh, the, the mobile devices, either via the telephone companies and other providers, all of a sudden you also have an opportunity to get your news and your entertainment also on your mobile. So what has happened now, dramatically there's a shift on the way uh, companies market to Hispanics in the traditional ways, and we're starting to see more of a few new elements that include product placement, 
that has been there. And Sábado Gigante is a good sample, but now it's more integrated, it's more organic, and it's not in that, that break. It's actually within programming, within content. And also something we're starting to see is the integration of several market initiatives. That could be perhaps, yes, television, radio, but it's more of, uh, also, as we said, product placement and maybe a combination of events and grassroots. And, that, and it becomes something that, regardless of the size of a company, you have to do it because, of, as we said, there's a fragmentation of the market. And I think the advancement of technology is bringing all of these changes and corporations either that are marketed to Hispanics or companies that are owned by Hispanics will have to really embrace technology and find ways to apply that into marketing. I would say, sorry, this is Cynthia, I would say one thing that, to kind of piggyback on what Yvonne, the first question, sorry to go back one, the changes in the last couple of years, I think the, the most significant change that we've seen in the marketplace are the big advertising agencies that are not necessarily Hispanic agencies getting into this business. They're realizing that, you know, 25% of the population born every year is Hispanic in the United States. That's a number, you know, obvious from the 2000 census, but these are numbers that no one, no marketer, no agency, no product manufacturer can ignore. It's not going away. It's growing. So we've seen a significant change in the attitude of the general market agencies. And in one way, I think um, they've come really far in their mobile technologies um, and applications related to those, as well as in um, doing everything from, you know, podcasting like we're doing right now, mobile technologies, and, of course, online, that traditionally the Hispanic agencies have not been at the forefront of. And, in fact, those budgets were never even given to the Hispanic agencies. Maybe the creative was done there, maybe not. So we're seeing these general market, you know, foray advertising agencies creeping in slowly and sometimes not so slowly, especially the large conglomerates like the WPPs and Omnicoms who have investments in some Hispanic agencies looking at their big general market clients and saying, oh, you know what, we have a Hispanic agency, too, and we need to take over all that business that you have, not just your general market business, and let's pitch for everything. Um, you see that a lot in the um, alcohol category. We've seen it in the beer category. We've seen it in the um, automotive category, and I think, and in the CPG category, too. I think you're going to see that as a trend, and, and because they're farther advanced in some of the newer technology areas, I would be a little scared if I was a Hispanic agency of not having a staff of uh, really high-end uh, developers slash, you know, web design people who can take on that, that next generation of a Hispanic market. So those are the changes that I've seen, the money coming from general market and the money increasing, I think, also from the agency side and the client side. This is Kitty. I would add also, because I think, I think you guys are exactly right on with, with some of the um, comments you're making about technology. I think the, um, I think until recently we saw technology um, creating something. People used to think that technology was depersonalizing uh, the way that marketers could interact with a, a customer or a potential customer. Uh, that a consumer felt somehow uh, disengaged um, if they were consuming messages through a technology platform. But what what we've seen 
and what we see really accelerating right now is this notion that um, technology is actually starting to do things that bring people closer together and interestingly people who might never have been connected in the past. So um, technology is one thing, um, but uh, things, you know, cell phones, you know, uh, as a very, very early precursor to this, but now things like texting are starting to bring people together, obviously instant messaging and chat and things like that. Uh, but you've got blogging now that starts. It's starting to add a different dimension to the way that people interact and the way that people who might never have connected with one another um, previously now across the a continent, you know, many thousands of miles away or indeed globally are starting to interact. And then things like, things like YouTube, phenomena like this that are actually taking people's of, of visual presence, um, a, a view of someone in person, um, seeing, viewing them, doing something in action, is now bringing people together and creating little these little mini communities that if, um, if marketers choose to use it properly can be incredibly powerful and the, and the prior concern of perhaps this depersonalization is gone and in effect it's been flipped on its head and it's one of the most powerful ways now to connect with a consumer is to speak to them through these types of technology platforms. And, and because the Hispanic market is so over-indexed around technology, it's incredibly powerful, powerful to reach those folks through those types of approaches as well. I can say this is Hunter speaking on behalf of Sesame Workshop, which I should probably back up just in case um, somebody doesn't realize who we actually are. We're the nonprofit educational organization behind such shows as Sesame Street, The Electric Company, and others, and we've been around for about 40 years. Um, we, were, we were founded on the basis of um, serving children and families and finding a way to help them reach their highest potential, and we do that through our engaging content, um, which I'll speak to whether it's Sesame Street or the, um, the Spanish version, which is Plaza Sesamo. And to tag on to what Kitty was saying, we have found particular success as you know, the, the television medium is no longer the center of the universe. We're finding that um, families are accessing content um, wherever they are. And one of our latest endeavors is having segments of the show, let's just as an example, letter of the day um, be available for downloading to a cell phone so if a mom or dad and child are waiting in a long line at a store they can you know occupy their time and actually pass their cell phone to their son or daughter and have them learn about a letter of the day or perhaps um, be engaged with uh, uh, healthy tips or other messages that um, can prove to be important. Thank you, Yvonne, Hunter, Kitty, and Cynthia, and especially Cynthia, who proposed and masterminded and facilitated today's discussion. And you're all in different parts of the country, Los Angeles, New York, and Denver, so everybody's making time to make this happen. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Thanks so much, Elena. You're welcome. And to our audience, thank you for listening to Ivan Ceballos, who is Chief Executive Officer of the Ethos Group, Inc., Hunter Heller, who is Associate Vice President of International Licensing for Global Consumer Products at the Sesame Workshop, 
Kitty Colding, who is Senior Vice President of Business Development at the House Party, Inc. And last but certainly not least, Cynthia Nelson, who is Chief Operating Officer of Todo Bebe, Inc. About Beyond the 32nd Spot, Innovations in Radio, Online, Events, and Branded Entertainment in 2007. Brought to you by Hispanic Marketing and Public Relations, HispanicMPR.com providing you essential information on America's largest minority. Please share your suggestions, questions, and ideas by leaving a comment on the HispanicMPR.com website. If you or someone you know would like to be on the show, you can email me directly at editor at HispanicMPR.com. That's editor at HispanicMPR.com. For more information on how to reach Hispanics with marketing and public relations tools, visit our resources section at www.hispanicmpr.com. That's www.hispanicmpr.com.